Welcome to episode 44 of Checking the Gate, a film and religion podcast. I am Robert Wright Stasco. And I am Michael M. Patty. And we are back. We are here to bring you our final episode of our Star Wars trilogy. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about uh, the actual Jedi religion that exists in real life now. And in TV Corner, we will be discussing Tyler Perry's The Passion, which aired around Easter time, which was a couple months ago now, but life got in the way and we had it penciled in and we're still we're still going to talk about it. Yes. I watched it. I can't unwatch it. <laughs> Darn it. I sat through that whole thing live. We're going to do it on the podcast. Yes. I watched it on Hulu. I don't I do not believe it's on Hulu anymore. I think it it fell off. So, if you're dying to watch it, um, and it, maybe they have released it on Blu-ray and DVD. That would be, that would be something to find out. But uh, iTunes yeah. probably for sale. Yeah, it, with the availability of things, it, uh, it you hardly need to pirate anything. I know. Anymore. I you could just pay I actual l- money. I love it. I love living in in this age. You know, we're we used to have. You know, oh, that's not out on DVD yet. Now it's, you know, pick which streaming service you want. You want Voodoo and Ultraviolet? You got that. You want to live in the Apple ecosystem? You got that. <laughs> no, it's great. It's, I, I'm, not, I'm not even joking. I love it. I love, yeah. I love availability. I love the instant gratification. As, as a, a movie fanatic, as a TV fanatic... I love having an Apple TV and a PS3 and just if I can I stream.it just it's great. It's a great tool. And I think maybe we've discussed it before but the way we've really watched movies, I mean just here on the podcast even in the since past, we started the podcast. Yeah. Like five, the past 5 years we've yeah. been doing this. When I it's had changed cable, so much. When I had cable, I would have to type something in and hope it was gonna air sometime, or yeah. or maybe be on on demand. Yeah, you know. Now, can I stream it? I look to see if it's on you know any number of of things, and it's probably somewhere. If I can't find it there, the library's got it. Yeah, you know. And there there's a lot of websites too, which will tell you like this is coming to Netflix. Yeah, you know. Uh, the one I go to is basically it's pace.com it's a, like a magazine yeah. and uh, they have they have a lot of good reviews on music and movies and TV shows and like every month they'll say like this is leaving Netflix this is coming to yeah, Netflix a bunch of sites have this yeah. uh and the movie do you want to do a little teaser the movie we're doing for our our next episode just as we're recording this dropped on Netflix this very morning yes we are planning to do oh. the movie Spotlight yeah. So we'll be bringing you that in a future episode. Yeah, I think that's going to win some awards. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. What That just came out, was it this year? Or was it? It was. It came out in 2015 and won the Oscar for Best Picture Oh. earlier this year. Oh, okay. I was, oh, so you were, you were. I was being sarcastic. Yes. You were. I don't know if you know this about me, but sometimes I will use understatement to <laughs> make jokes. Oh, okay. I understand now. Yeah. Was, uh, the, the past five years of podcasting just crystallized for me. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um, all right, well, let's get started um, talking about Star Wars. You know, and 
Now that I think about it, I, you know, the first time I saw Star Wars, I was three years old, sitting in a movie theater uh, with my mother. She took me to see the 78 re-release. I don't remember seeing, like, a commercial for that afterwards, like, on TV. And it left. And I thought, oh, that's the movie. We could watch it on TV. And I remember, you know, in my, my three, three-year-old mind, like, oh, someone must have changed the channel. Turn the channel back so we can go and watch Star Wars. And I kind of had a little meltdown because uh. I couldn't find it again, and it was gone because it was just like a 30-second yeah. teaser. And, but I understand that now. But yeah. then it was like, <laughs> I want to watch yeah. Star Wars. And that, so goes, that goes back to what we were just saying. Yeah. Now, now you can. I have. Kids are. Sp- my daughter is so spoiled. Yeah. You know, she she is never going to know about shows, you know, having to come home after school and, you know, having He-Man be on at 3.30. Yeah. She can come home and watch whatever she wants. Yeah, I had to or run. just half of it. Yeah, I had to run home to catch Voltron. And yeah. now my kids are watching the new series of Voltron. Oh, yeah, it just came on Netflix. Is, that any, that. is that any good? I fell asleep through the first episode. Oh, the kids like it. Yeah, it has Not because it was boring, because I was really <laughs> tired. Yeah, it has uh, it has the look of like uh the modern animes now. Yeah. And uh because I think the series before it was like totally completely CG. Now it's just the lions are CG and everything else is yeah. animated, which is How's I, the plot? it's a good mix. Um it seemed to be a little more uh, aimed at kids, let's okay. put it that way. Okay. So it wasn't. I don't need to. It wasn't like the original. I don't need to go out of my way to rewatch it. No. Okay. Oh, I want to. I want to go back to uh, our Star Wars limited availability. Yeah. Discussion. That reminds me of a joke from that '70s show where <laughs> Kelso and and Jackie Jackie wants to go hook up with Kelso and yeah. uh, he's like we can do that the rest of our lives Star Wars is a limited engagement <laughs> that's right <laughs> well for, for some reason that joke stuck with me yes Star Wars is love is forever Star Wars is now but it is forever now I mean yeah now it is. He, I have, he, had, he, he could not have known but I mean forever and ever we had like the VHS copies yep. um with, you know the pan scan versions and I had the I had the pan and scan faces covers, and which they were playing at the flea market. Some guy was playing that on a little TV and VCR <laughs> nice. in the flea market. It was great. Uh, and I had the widescreen special editions on VHS in the silver boxes, not the e- gold. Yes, I had those. Um, those, those that was the last VHS. I'm pretty sure. To come out. Yeah. Because I had. Because then they came out with the box set of the DVDs, which you got me, I think. I don't yeah. even think it was for it. I think out of the kindness of your heart, you just got me Star Wars on DVD. Yeah. I mean, you can't live without that. Well, and then you returned the favor and uh, you gave me oh, the, that's the, right. the laser disc The laser scans. disc transfers, yeah. Yeah, and you put those on DVD for me. So I have those on my shelf. I have the official. Uh, DVD, the last DVD collection that came out, and that has the non-anamorphic originals, <laughs> those ones. E- I think they're anamorphic. They're anamorphic. Huh. Um. Okay. 
N- no, not the not the originals, originals. But oh the, no, they released the non-anamorphic originals as a bonus disc. Yeah, I did not get. You those. don't have that. Okay. No, I, got, I don't know anybody who does. It's like the box set because people were like, "I ain't yeah. giving my money for Lucas for that." I already yeah. bought those. And then, uh, yeah, and the fact that those even exist mean that they could. There's no. The only reason they're non-anamorphic is you know, here, shut up and quit whining. Yeah, and. Uh, and then I have like the the original DVD copies of uh, episodes one, two, and three, which came out. Then I have the Blu-ray tra- box set of all six movies, which came out with the really nice I, bonus features. I traded my DVDs in when I got the Blu-rays. I'm never gonna watch those bonus features again. Oh, I will. I will sit down a marathon bonus features. Oh, I'm, like, I'm forget glad, the movies. I'm glad you have time for that with your three kids, because my one. What do you think we do for family time? <laughs> a bonus play, features, play dude. Play Candyland and no, no more. And and watch uh, Wild Kratts. No, we watch no. we watch Star Wars. I'll have you know, your son was watching Wild Kratts this morning. Oh, okay. Among other things, yeah. He he had trouble settling on one show. He's like his mother. Oh, Christopher and I will sit down. Too bold. We'll, we'll watch it. <laughs> no, never mind. I didn't even get the joke right. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, Christopher. She's never, she's never satisfied. You lost me. When doves cry. Oh. He's just like his mother. She's never satisfied. I, I just got the line wrong. Oh. Sorry. That was our, that was our prince tribute. Yeah, but Christopher, he's, he's more like me, where he will sit down and watch something. And, um, actually, he sat down with me and watched, uh, some of the shows that we're doing for our next episode, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. But. Yeah, so I think maybe you get a sense of why Star Wars is so important because it it does. Yeah, listen to how we've talked about it. Yeah, that that leads nicely into our proper yeah. topic for this episode. Yeah, it, because it it does permeate your life on so many levels. It is a family activity. For instance, Christopher, he was. In 2005, he was seven. Okay, we dr- he dressed up. I mean, um, <laughs> we passed on this little thing we did, but uh, we made a Jedi robe for him to wear to the midnight showing of Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> which at Zoe's birthday a few months ago, I gave her that robe. <laughs> we yeah. we uh, we fixed it up a little bit. The hands were so we sewed it back up and tied it up and passed on the Jedi love, you yeah. know, kept it in the family. <laughs> I, I, I gotta be honest, I'm not sure what she did with it. It's in her room somewhere. Yeah, but uh, I got some good pictures. She she opened that up and she put it on. She got like a lot of uh, Doc McStuffins and everything. And yeah. Uncle Robert got her the, the Jedi robe. And she <laughs> and With the lightsaber, she pulled yes. that out and was wing, wing. So yeah. yeah it's, it, and we've played lightsabers a couple of times. Yeah. So it, it's 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 a family bonding thing, and it it does bring you back to your childhood. I remember just hours and hours playing with the neighbors. Like I had all the original Star Wars toys, and my the kid who lived three houses down, he had a bunch of the Empire Strikes Back toys. Mm-hmm. So we would get together, and we'd have all the battles and everything. And I had I had I'm a couple years younger than Robert. I had Return of the Jedi figures. Yeah, yeah. Return of the Jedi was my jam. Bib Fortuna, Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, I had Bib the Fort- Emperor. The Emperor is my favorite. 
still is, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you should see his collection. He has probably bought every Emperor I, for, action figure ever made. For a while, I was <laughs> I was trying to get as many as I could. Episode 3 helped with that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of Palpatine figures for Episode 3. Yes. Which was really kind of nice, since he was... It's nice to see him as the the main bad guy, you know, rather than Chancellor Palpatine. It's the Emperor. He's here. He's back, and he's bad, and he's as evil as you always wanted him to be. Every single Jedi, including your friend, Obi-Wan Kenobi, is now an enemy of the Republic. <laughs> Chills, man. <laughs> Unlimited power. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I could do that all day, but I'm not going to. Yeah. And then uh, we have, you know, episode seven, which is bringing it to a new generation. You know, it's really comforting to me as a bus driver to see kids put the priorities in the right place. You know, the explosion of Star Wars shirts I see come on my bus every morning gives me, it brings warm feelings to my heart. (laughs) (laughs) I was unsure when I I heard that Disney had bought Lucasfilm and they were going to make Star Wars movies, but it, it and we we made clear we weren't Episode Seven is not our favorite Star Wars movie. No, it's not. But at least a lot of people seem to like it. Yes, and at least it didn't. At least it's not languishing. You know, right? At it, least something. I would I would rather have eh, that was okay. And I kind of felt going in, you know, having seen the trailers, it's just going to be okay. Yeah. And I think we're both agreed episode eight looks like it's going to be... I have no idea about yeah. episode eight. You mean Rogue One? Well, yeah, Rogue One's going to be cool, but... Rogue One's going to be all right. Well, episode seven, it gives you that... What it did do very well is give you a, a good anticipation of yes. wanting to see episode eight. Yes. I, I can't say it looks good, as yeah. all I've seen is Mark Hamill's beard. Yeah, but, uh, but I'm I'm excited to see the continuing story of Finn and Ray and Kylo Ren. Right, right, and that that's what Episode Seven did very well. I you know I I did in the last episode I did beat up on it quite a bit, but that that was one thing it did good. It gave you a nice anticipation, so it's it's something that's alive and growing the fandom. Yeah, and you know for years you know based on just the um, original trilogy, which came out four, five, and six, you have this uh, fan base, which is become something more, and that's, I think, at the heart of what we're looking at. You know, because when does like those nostalgic childhood memories, you know, the things that we were talking about, wanting to see Star Wars, get, getting the action figures, um, and then passing that on, you know, playing that with our children, what? What does the next level look like when you're like, okay, I want to be uh, an actual Jedi? You know, what does that look like? So that was very interesting to me to have people who are actually doing this sort of thing. Uh, I didn't get to talk to some actual people because here in Northeast Ohio, yeah, they haven't built the Jedi Temple in Summit County. Not yet. yet, not yet. But there is an incredible amount of activity online. They could convert Rolling Acres to a Jedi Temple. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's a Force Nexus there. Yeah. Uh, for for our listeners who are outside of Northeast Ohio, and Robert tells me there are a couple, uh, <laughs> Rolling Acres is a defunct mall that is not too far from here. Yeah, 
uh, Google Rolling Acres Akron, Ohio, and you should see be able to see some pictures of yeah. the uh, s- the piles of snow that have fallen through the hole in the roof. Yeah, the it looks like Dagobah in there, <laughs> really. <Yeah. laughs> it's, it's sad because it's being reclaimed by it, nature. It's sad because my family used to. That was at the time because I lived in Medina County, and when I was in junior high and high school. That was the closest mall to us, and we'd go there and do school shopping. And they just kind of—it's—it's it's their own fault. They let it go. Yeah. And yeah. To bring it back around, people would say that about episodes one, two, and three. Like they just let it go. Yeah. And people were—you know—we were talking about the nostalgic, warm feelings we get from Star Wars, and people felt that was destroyed. That's and not an unfair criticism. Yeah. Either. Yeah. That they just slapped something together. Yeah. And uh, if you look at movies, I. This one I'm think is still on Netflix, like the People versus George Lucas, or it opens up. There's this band playing a song like "George Lucas Raped My Childhood," <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. And it looks at that. Yeah. It really looks hard at that question. Was this just a money grab? We might argue that Episode Seven was just that, and mm. but it was successful as a money grab and as a movie. You know, I it, don't it think pleased I, a lot of people. You know. If we can continue off topic for a little while longer, <laughs> I don't think episode seven was a money grab. I think it was a uh, brand continuation. Yeah, a, a money grab implies. Oh, let me let Jaws me, four. Jaws four is a money <laughs> grab. Sharknado three. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Those are money grabs. I I yeah. I think. Star Wars Seven. Star not Wars so much. Seven was was made to because they had to make a new Star Wars movie. To, yeah. to continue the brand. I, maybe Rogue One is a money grab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. Maybe ha- yeah. I worry about that because I and I think I've said this. It's been so long since we recorded the other ones. I think I may have said this already. I'm worried that it won't be special anymore once yeah. they start coming every year. Yeah, we'll have to but, see. Yeah, the future will tell. But, you know, Christmas comes every year. Does it become less special? Yes. Mm. (laughs) Yes. And it's one of the things that I read about in the Jedi books. Um, Do you have them over there or did you give them back to me? Yes, no, here you will. Oh, yeah. Um, I I got a couple um, off of Amazon, and one was the Jedi Foundation Tier 1 program by Opie McCloud. And this is basically what they have online a sort of a training program for people who want to join their organization. Another one I got was by um, uh, Michelle Duquette called Living the Jedi Way. And this, um, she says she's not a follower of the Jedi Way, but she brings a lot of uh, different uh, perspectives and religious ideas and tries to make real the philosophy and religion of the Jedi. So and they're two very different perspectives. Like yeah. this one from the Jedi Foundation is a more realistic down to earth view. And this is about uh taking what was per- forth in the Star Wars movies as the the way that Jedi's live, their way of life and incorporating that into your real life, not replacing your religion. They said you could be Christian and a Jedi, you could be Buddhist and a Jedi, you could be uh, atheist and a Jedi if you wanted. But it's living your life by this Jedi code. And this is like tier one. They have different tiers. I mean, you have to work at it. And they give you things to, to work at. And they, it's, uh, 
they take a lot fr- from the movies and um this looks very it's actually very practical and very helpful i think it would actually help you live a better life um the living the jedi way mike was looking through it and he was what did you say about it 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 seems very granola like <laughs> Replace the word Jedi with the word Zen, and... (laughs) Yeah. And she says, this author says she's coming from a very uh, uh, Buddhist perspective looking at it. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing in... I just flipped through it, Robert. Yeah. Did you read the whole thing? I I read, like, half of it, like, carefully, and I kind of skimmed through the rest. There's nothing about the movies in that book. There's a tiny bit. There's a little bit. Uh, But most of it is... Like pulling, uh, pulls from a lot of Eastern, which admittedly did influence uh, what Lucas wrote about the Force. Uh, there's a lot. There's some um, some things about the Dharma. The Dharma uh, Initiative. No, no, no. <laughs> the actual concept of Dharma from um, Hinduism. There's chapters that say look at uh, Taoism, Zen Buddhism, uh, meditation, uh, try and uh, bring some of these things. So some real life religions into the Jedi. They sort of try and make uh, believing in the Force as an actual thing. Like she makes comparisons to different religions and how they view the Force. Even like scientific, maybe parascience. Even to how um, there could actually be a living force in the universe which binds us all together. Um, I suppose anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, I. W- were you going to continue, or should we? Well, yeah. I was. I, I, this I think, one. Yeah. This one seems like the print is really big in that book too. <laughs> yeah. It, it's and there's a lot of spaces. Yeah. Uh. So it, it. It's a kind of a thick book, but it could have actually been shorter. Yeah. Some of the spots she goes into some ancient aliens type of thing and. Like of course, it's, it's it, it gets a little it gets a little too new agey for me <laughs> in my, yeah. which is ironic considering how yeah. mainstream Star Wars is. Yeah, it, this is yeah it gets a little fringy, like like the TV show Fringe. Yeah, <laughs> and I think um, I think Walter would would enjoy this book and take it apart and prove that the Force actually exists in some way. The the Jedi and, found and he had invented it. <laughs> 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 Jokes, Lucas stole this from me. <laughs> I'm uh. Stealing it back. Someone get Gene. So. Uh <laughs> 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 oh boy. I <laughs> but um. I, I guess what it, what it shows to me is there. There's different. I mean, even lo- looking at the realistic Jedi religion, and I, uh, we, I've seen, I can't find the actual numbers somewhere, but I, I saw, like, at the last census they had in Great Britain, there was a lot of people who put down Jedi as their religion instead of, like, Christian or whatever. And uh, so is, that's what, I mean, are people actually doing this, or are they just trying to be snarky? I think the people and in Britain were being snarky. That said, we have two books sitting next to us that are about this, that were written and published. So somebody's taking it seriously. And And I I guess my question is, considering the one book, as we said, is kind of an amalgam of real beliefs, 
right. shall we say. Yeah, re- that, real world beliefs. Yes, uh, and this that, is... were, that were applied to living like a Jedi. Right. The other book is taking the principles as espoused in the movie and applying them to real life. So it's kind of opposite. Yeah. What is your opinion on doing either one of those things, considering that it's hokum dialogue, (laughs) (laughs) you know, made up for a science fiction movie? I mean, the last time a science fiction writer invented a religion, look how that ended up. (laughs) So are, are we... Are we running the risk of turning Jediism into a cult? <laughs> Scientology? Meyerism? I'm, I'm not naming names. Meyerism? Save it for the next one. Uh, yes, Meyerism, if you don't know, is from the TV show The Path, which we will also be covering in a future episode. But um, to to answer your question... I think there's two different perspectives here. And like like you said, they're they're kind of run opposite. One is taking trying to apply it's trying to apply uh concepts from a fictional universe into real life. And one is trying to take real life concepts and apply them to the fictional universe. I the first one I think is uh a lot more uh I think realistic and practical and achievable. Because uh, the author Opie McCloud, which is his online name, he yeah. he, he, uh, he makes that, that clear. Yeah, I saw that part. He says his gnome to yeah real yeah. He says real Jedi training, uh, actual lessons on how to become a Jedi Knight. It all sounds crazy, but fortunately, we are all fairly sane. We're not fanatical fans. We do not worship George Lucas. And we fully recognize Yoda as a Muppet and now CGI that he is. What we're looking at is the philosophical and ideological ideas of the Jedi as presented through the Star Wars media and then applying those ideas to our everyday lives. So he, he says, like, we don't believe in the Force as an actual thing, but it the idea of it that we're all connected helps us treat each other better. He, he looks at the stuff like meditation it's not as sort of a religious exercise, but is sort of a way to you know, calm yourself down, you know, do this a little bit, physical exercise, the physical training of the Jedi. It looks at all the different aspects of being a Jedi and applies that and it, just to make yourself a better person. The other can one we, can we call that a religion though? That's a that's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's though. a way of life. But there are there are religions that are simply a way of life. I mean, you could treat any religion like that. You could even treat Christianity. If you don't delve into the the spiritual nitty-gritty of it and just follow the rules, it could be a way of life. You could do that with any religion. But uh, I think that gives more weight to your question, does that make it a religion? Yeah. And and uh, I don't know if I have an answer for that. But, you know, is this is this just really elaborate cosplay? Or is is it... A way of life. I mean, do we get together and have the Jedi conventions? Well, yeah, we kind of do. Yeah. But are are I've, do I've they have a religion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but do they have? Are they under um, a religious context, or is that a religious experience? Going to Star Wars celebration? Is it? No, it wasn't. It was. It was fun, but it was very busy. Yeah. Is it like going to Mecca? <laughs> I don't think so. so when. But. I went to Celebration 3 in 2005 because I wasn't sure they were going to have another one. And it was close enough that we could drive. It was yeah. They had it in the Midwest. It was in Indianapolis. 
Okay. And it was close enough to drive, and I talked my then-girlfriend, now-wife, uh, <laughs> into going on a mini-vacation to a Star Wars convention. And we both had a good time. Um, we did not go see George Lucas. Um, we probably should have tried, but it was really early. and Yeah. Um, and we couldn't get... <laughs> We couldn't get any of the official Celebration 3 merch because the gift shops kept selling out. Oh. But, but funny story, I wanted to get the uh, convention-exclusive action figure, which had a talking, like, a, a message from James Earl Jones talking as Darth Vader oh. in, the, in the base. Fourteen I've seen it multiple places. I haven't bought one. Yeah. But you can still they get are, it. they're readily available now, and they're not jacked up either. Yeah. <laughs> So the irony—that's who was—that's who was buying them. But you wouldn't—you wouldn't call it a religious experience. It's something. No, it was a vacation. Yeah, it was a vacation. Something you did for fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would have driven across two states for a Lord of the Rings convention or a. What are some other franchises one would drive across multiple states for, Robert? Um, there is the G Fest in Chicago, which I drove to. Oh. Yeah. Really? <laughs> that was yeah. And we've covered Godzilla on the podcast. There's some there's a lot of uh spirituality yeah. involved in that. If you but, say so. But yeah, and and we've talked about like there's that video of his Doctor Who religion that w- we had the one time and I'd have driven to Indianapolis for Doctor Who. We did drive we went to a Cleveland Comic Con and the wife wouldn't let me get Matt Smith and Karen Gillen's autographs because they caught too much. <sighs> Lost opportunity. We had our tax refund. We could have afforded it. Yeah. But no. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but when does fandom yeah. turn into religion? It's, yeah. What it's if you're thing. really into the Pope? I mean, when the Pope comes, it's like Yeah. He's like the biggest rock star in the world, you know? People people flock to see him. Yeah. You know? So let me put it this way. I have James Marsters, Brent Spiner's, and Elizabeth Hanstridge's autographs. I don't have the Pope's. Yeah. So. Yeah. I have uh, Phil Brown's right up oh, there. Yes, you do. The late lamented Phil Brown. Do you have a Phil Brown action figure? Um. I see Aunt Beru over there. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I do. I. I will keep an eye open. Yeah. I, I will. Have. I will be on the lookout. The next time I'm looking at vintage toys. I was at the flea market last weekend. Yeah. If I had known, I'd have, I'd have looked at their Star Wars section. So, yeah, we talked about, you know, the, these things we do for fun. You know, we go to the yeah. flea market looking for action figures, right. go to the conventions. But you know what? That's that's recreation. That's not that's my hobby. I don't I, I haven't devoted I although I guess you could argue that I have. Yeah. But I don't know. Where where is the line drawn between Yeah. Do Something you, you do, it, I, and and that's a question. Um, is living living your life like the Jedi? Found found you know, making this an everyday thing that you intentionally act upon. I'm going to um, sacrifice my my own desires to to help others because it's in the Jedi code. I'm gonna to meditate. I'm going to. What are some of the other things they have in here? Let me look it up real quick. Um, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to be diplomatic, try and make a change in the world by maybe through conflict resolution of some sort. How am I going to 
uh, defeat the dark side within myself. Here's a, a quote from the Jedi Foundation book. Um, the dark side that we are talking about, however, is not a path or a label. The cave we'll, we will be exploring is the self, like the cave that Luke went down in in Empire Strikes Back. Um, this is an aspect of the self. It is the lack of illumination. So they're talking about these these concepts and well, let's look at ourselves and see if we can get you know the anger, the fear out of ourselves so we could be better people. So is it self-help? You know, because I, I think we we've talked about this before. That the how do you how do you define religion? Well, all right, let me. <laughs> you know, here's so it, it's, here, it's here's tricky. how I do it. Here's how I do it. I something like this in this book is all stuff that is tangible and achievable. Religion is more about faith and the intangible. I yeah. think maybe that's the distinction. Meditation is something you can do. Um, yeah, I mean it's all it's internal, but it's yeah, praying it, like yeah, like on you know on Sunday morning and in my everyday life I pray I worship I but that's to a higher power right and this is not that's I think that's the differentiation yeah and and also you said this is, doesn't replace your religion yeah. So, uh, but, but it there could, we go. Not could, a religion. But it could help you. But if it helps you, if if this helps me be a better Christian, by by doing Jedi things, and because you know, Christianity, there's a lot of overlap. You know, there's an overlap with Buddhism. There's overlap with a lot of real life religions, as um, uh, Michelle Duquette demonstrated in her book. Um, I I don't know that so, she demonstrated that. I'm going to Well, there she she it, it is rather well researched. She Okay. I mean, there's a lot of I mean, some of these uh I feel like she just took a lot of Yeah, there prints, there are, a lot of already existing stuff and slapped the word Jedi on it to sell some books. Is yeah, well, there there is I mean, there is a ton of references in there. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them are websites. But she she did do a lot of research, and at least if it's on the web, at least one other person had that view. Okay. So, so I will give a little bit of credence. Like, yeah, there's a lot of ov- if anything, she showed that there's a lot of overlap here, and I don't know. I I would be. I would be interested to maybe delve into this Jedi Foundation program just to, s- to maybe answer that question to find out, is this a religion? And if so, can it help you achieve something better in your life? Um, Are we just talking about this because Han Solo uses the word religion and um, one of the Imperials use the word religion to describe the Force? Well... I I think people in real life who f- who follow it may talk about it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's referred to that in the text of the movie, but in real life, if people are saying, "I'm part of the Jedi religion" on a census form, <laughs> that's yeah. something to look at. I mean, if a yeah. lot of people have done that in to in enough numbers, and if enough people are actually doing it, does that constitute a religion, or is it extreme fandom? So uh, you know we've 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 talked about this. Yeah. Where's that line? Yeah. How and do you I define guess, that? I guess <laughs> you, um, does 
does Scientology have a higher power? Or does it just have rules? And um, There's something about aliens in there. I'm oh, pretty I sure. I forgot about the aliens. Yeah. There, there's something where if you work... If you work hard enough, That's right. I'm I'm not Thetans, right? Something like that. I'm not. It's been a while since I really looked at it, so I'm not exactly clear. So, don't ring me up if I uh, yeah. if I get this wrong. But I believe uh, there's some sort of reward from like escaping uh, annihilation from them or being taken to them to get enlightenment i don't i can't remember but there's something involved in there so well if we take that what is the punishment reward for following the jedi the jedi way is it maybe i need to read the book a little more closely but is it just self-improvement making the world a better place um becoming one with the force (laughs) when you die so it it, it's one of those things where how does that i don't I think maybe, I think what, what what we've done is we just kind of scratched the surface here. I think there's a lot more to, you know, for for you, the listener, if you wish to explore to do yourself. So, um, yeah, someone uh, out there, follow the Jedi way and get back to us. Yeah. Yeah, or if you do, or if you're already a follower. And oh, yeah, please. Yeah, like it, like enlighten the one us. I I, w- I would be. Uh, like That's the one, one thing. like the one Thor worshiper who wrote into us years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would love to get their perspective and you know maybe help us answer this question: Is this a religion, and uh, uh, why do you think it is or is not? So, yeah. All right. Uh, Shall we uh, move along to TV corner? Yes. Walk down the streets of New Orleans to <laughs> to TV corner. <laughs> Let's take the journey. Well, in our TV corner for this month, we are looking at Tyler Perry's The Passion, which was a live broadcast on Fox Television and was um, on Hulu for a while. Check your local streaming or online outlet. It may be available. I'm sure it is because yeah. they have stuff like Grease Live. And Grease Live was cool. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. I know we you watched, liked it. We watched some of it live, uh, but then went to bed and... Caught the rest weeks later on Netflix, and uh, they, off topic here, they put on a really amazing live production. They could have they could have gone small and just filmed something on a TV stage, but they didn't. They were going outside. They had a cast of hundreds. They had music played live. It was, I give them a you know I know a lot of people don't like Grease. It's not my favorite, but I like it, and it was spectacle. Yeah, and I appreciated it for that. So. Well, it, I wouldn't say it's off topic because it's it's in the same genre of the same vein. Yeah, yeah. The this is just uh, in our religious context. You know, the the Tyler Perry's passion of taking the story of Jesus and setting it to music, and many other theatrics. How do you think those two would compare, the 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 passion and the Grease Live? Because uh, they're both they're both live music productions, but on network really, television. That's really the only similarity. 
other than they were both scripted, I guess. Grease Live was done on stages and, and like I said, outside, and it was more of a, I don't want to say more of a production, because the Passion Live was a production, too. They just did it completely differently. And <laughs> they had they had pre-recorded bits, yeah. which was weird because they were still wearing microphones in the pre-recorded bits. And at first, yeah. I at first I wasn't sure if they were pre-recorded as I was watching it. Yeah, but then and but then there was all of a sudden it was like yeah. nighttime, and then they switched back and it was daytime. Yeah, yeah. They did pre-recorded bits with with the actors acting out the passion in modern times, like the loaves and fishes come from a food truck. Yeah. To gi- to give you an idea. And the songs are all contemporary. It's a, a, a jukebox musical. They had yeah. <clears throat> hits from uh, Train and Creed and Home by Philip Phillips. Yes. Uh, which, which was in every commercial when the passion was out, but you haven't heard it in, since then now. And... Like some of the bigger parts were done by actual professional musicians. Uh, Daughtry was Judas. Uh, he had been on American Idol on Fox, which I had forgotten about till they showed yeah. on the commercial. And they had Seal as Pontius Pilate and Trisha Yearwood as Mary or Mary Magdalene. Mary, the mother of Christ. Thank you. I knew I knew it was one. I couldn't remember. the 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 singing was all good. I I, I quibble a little with their song selection, but. That's personal taste. And also what they were doing between the bits was they were they would have Tyler Perry talking on stage about the message from the Bible right. and, and what it meant. They'd show a clip and at the same time they would have a they were walking a cross through the a giant like larger than life cross. Through the city of New Orleans. Yeah, it was like it 30 dark. feet high, and they yeah. propped this thing up at and, the end of the show. And, and so there were a lot of things going on at once. So it, I can't say it wasn't spectacle. And it, uh, somebody, I, I forget who it might have even been you, Robert, uh, was saying that it, it was made pretty much for New Orleans. Well, that's a comment my wife made. Oh, she's the one who said it. That's who yeah. it was. That's right. Yeah, she thought it was... and and. It was it was done for that city, but everyone else got to watch. Yeah. So and if you think of everything that city's been through, you can't you can't disregard you can't fault that. Them for that. Yeah, you can't disregard that either because it was a, um, I think it was a good healing thing for the city to come together and really show everybody like, hey, this city is back, and we've 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 been able to rebuild it in the last few years. The uh, the train song they did was calling all angels. Yes. Yeah, I have the list here. It it doesn't have the original artist, but it has the people who were singing them oh, hands, in the show. Hands by Trisha Year was really good. I like that song. Yeah. And Mad World. Yes. I think, that I think we're both agreed that was a great song. Yeah. But if, if both look, the Seal songs, Mad yeah. World and We Don't Need Another Hero. Uh, but looking at these songs, in, in the in the context of the show, it didn't seem like maybe the emotional thrust of the song kind of kind of matched up what was going on in the passion story, the actual story of Christ, but it, it didn't really seem to jive completely. Yeah, they were they were looking to shoehorn pop hits in. Yeah. Somebody on Twitter when, you know, they announced Creed and Train, you know, uh, Jesus has some really questionable taste <laughs> in music. 
Well, was it the like it it culminates with Jesus' resurrection, and to depict that, they show the the guy who was um, playing Jesus was that um, Jen Carlos. Yes. Yeah, he was standing on top of a building like. Um, there, there was like a venue where most of this took place. It was like an outdoor stage that they built, and if the people were looking at the stage, if they turned around and looked up at a building, all of a sudden Jesus is there standing on top. Wasn't he singing a uh, a Katy Perry tune? Wasn't it? He was I singing from remember. the rooftop. Yeah, it wasn't one I was familiar with. I remember that. Yeah, I, I, I think it was, it was unconditionally by Katy Perry. That okay. Because I remember reading a, a quip on the bullseye in uh, Entertainment Weekly. It's like the last page. They have like sort of the good and bad things on a, on a bullseye. And way in the top corner, which is usually like the worst thing <laughs> for the week, they had uh, Jesus singing Carrie P- Katy Perry from the rooftop was surprisingly not the worst thing about the Passion. <laughs> so apparently wow. they didn't like it <laughs> at all. I I have to admit, I was... I was fully prepared to be hate watching it and to um like watch it ironically yeah. because I don't think at the time we knew we were going to be discussing it. We only decided because we both ended up seeing it. Yeah. Um, well, Mike was like I have we, to I have to live tweet this show. It's going to be terrible. You were you were I, really psyched about I watching was, this, yeah. man. You, were, you couldn't wait. And I have to admit I didn't hate it as much as I thought. I I actually I don't want to say I loved it but i i found things to enjoy in it i i liked the singing all all people i heard of did excellent yeah and the the performances like i said tremendous yeah like i said about um i can do the tyler perry movie we did i can do bad all by myself i think so it his earnestness his um commitment i guess He's the real deal. Yeah. You know, I he wasn't the best host, but he sold it. You know? Yeah, he he presented a, a there was one point near the end he presented a clear, concise and really nice and hopeful gospel message. But whether everything else in the show worked to support that, I'm not sure. Because the performances on their own were great. I mean, um but but as a passion Play. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Chris Daughtry singing "Bring Me to Life." That was great. Uh, no, I, I, don't I like, like that. that. I don't like that song. Um, the the home that they sang that uh, the what what's Philip uh, Philip song yeah. that was good. The the Go best. I Trisha thought Yearwood I thought was it was fantastic through the whole thing. I thought it was going to be home by Daughtry. Oh yeah, I'm going home. Yeah, to the place, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was, I'm going to make this place your home. Please don't sue us, <laughs> Philip. <laughs> but singing singing that bad doesn't deserve yeah. to get sued. <laughs> yes, please. Uh yeah, we did not. That was that. We could. I think we could prove in a court that was nowhere <laughs> near the song. <laughs> but like, like I was just saying, Trisha Yearwood, her performances were fantastic. Yeah. Um, she was, you know, she came. She comes out on stage, 
and she's she's wearing like this uh, blue dress, and she looked beautiful and gorgeous in it. But everyone else is like all bundled up. I mean, this was this was around Easter time, so it's still kind of cold. And you see, especially breath, in the South. Yeah, you see breath coming out of people's yeah. mouths, and they're kind of shivering as they're watching. She's just on there statuesque, you know, she's not a, a shiver or a tremor, and she's just singing her heart out. So, you know, props to Trisha Yearwood. She she's a professional, and yep. and her song and. Everything she's saying was great. Um, she was portraying uh, Mary, and I think, and that's kind of felt shoehorned in, like they were adding things that really weren't in the gospel story. But it's it was nice to kind of maybe get that perspective or that emotional perspective through the songs that she was singing. And I think we both agree that Seal was he was he stole the show. Yeah, <laughs> um, his songs are great, but. <sighs> So I I feel kind of mixed on it. You you came in wanting to hate it and kind of liked it. I went in try- wanting to like it and didn't like it as much. So I think yeah. we're we ended we, up in the middle on this meet one. In the middle. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it didn't coalesce. It didn't really come together yeah. as well. I give them a lot of credit for trying. Yeah, and for putting it on national network TV, a gospel story on national network TV. Yeah, that's. You don't. Uh, that's cojones. Yeah, well, I think only Tyler Perry could do that, and that's yeah. why he did it. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, hats off to Tyler Perry, man. Good, good job. Yeah. You know, as as much as it was, it's easy to rag on Tyler Perry, but I I think he, the man is. Well, he, he knows what he's doing. He built a media empire. Yeah. I mean, he has his own studios and everything, so he he built. A media empire, kind of the way George Lucas did from the ground up. Yeah. So, God bless him. Uh, he surely has. <laughs> yep. So. All right. I uh, I think we're about good uh, with this episode. We gotta we gotta get to the other one. Yes. So yeah, let's wrap this up. So for next time, what are we doing next month? Uh, next Michael? month. <laughs> next month. <laughs> I.e. in five minutes. <laughs> in five minutes for us. Next month for you the listener, uh, we will be doing something a little bit different. Uh, There were a whole lot of faith-based or quasi-religious TV programs to avail themselves since last we spoke. And between uh, The Passion in April and when we're recording this. Yeah. So we are going to do a lightning round of... It probably won't even be as long as a regular episode. Yeah. Uh, especially because I wanted to go grab lunch before I have to get home. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we're pressed for time now. Uh, but uh, we're going to do a lightning round of... Uh, it, it's a whole episode of TV Corner, essentially. Yes. Um, a, a, a summer TV roundup, as you, yes. as, as you could say. We don't so. have a clever name like Easteravaganza. Yeah. Yes, we'll call it the TV Corner lightning round. I like, okay. I like, I like, I like yeah. this better. But yeah, we're. Uh, what are the shows we're going to be looking at? I don't know. Let's look at let's look at all <laughs> the ones we've been watching. Uh, well, um, uh, I know we we were going to do Spotlight and the Path, but Robert didn't get around to watching Spotlight well, like because it of, just came it on just, Netflix it, because it came on Netflix today, and the the timing just I'm didn't work. Too cheap to go to Redbox. So, so. I I used uh, points on an auction site called Listia, and I I got the digital copy of Spotlight, and I watched it, and it's. Actually, pretty good. Yeah, it's a. I worked in journalism. I worked at a newspaper for a lot of years, so it was. Oh, it, I, I would like to get your perspective on that. Then that was going to be a good episode. I not ha- not having worked at a paper as big as the Boston Globe, 
it was familiar to me. It yeah. was still familiar to me. Yes. That's, that's my short. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'll yeah. be, I'll, I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll quiz you on that. Yeah. So and that we didn't cover a story as big as as that yeah. either. But yeah. So, but uh, that's that's in two months' time. So yeah, next month. So look for uh, oh, the so path what, what for next time. Oh, so what The path. Uh, preacher, or do you want to save preacher? No, let's do preacher. Okay. Let's do preacher. Um, there's at the time uh, we're recording this, four episodes have aired. But we only watched two of them. Yeah. I, so, uh, and I'm on vacation. I don't have time to watch TV. Yeah. And uh, the Path Preacher, uh, uh, the story of God with Morgan Freeman. Yes. And one of the two episodes of of Kings and Prophets, because that's all we could make it. We couldn't even no, bother I, with the second I episode. I slogged through the second one. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So. God it, bless you. Yeah. We will. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that. Okay. Just a little bit. Yes, that's, that's all it deserves. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me soda. And on that note, uh, dear listener, we will see you next time. So until then, this is Robert saying keep the faith. And this is Mike saying peace out. <laughs>